Welcome back to Money Matters with Matt and Rich, episode 32. Hi, Rich. Hello, Matt. How are you? Great. How are you? Doing good. I'm doing good. Thought we were going to have some uh, more springtime weather, but uh, a little chilly. It doesn't look like it out there. <laughs> no, no. I mean, I guess we're getting the rain or the the, the wetness, Yeah. but I was hoping we had uh, you know. the great weekend that we might have a little bit more. Yeah, that it wasn't 45 degrees yeah. out. And- yeah. Freaking freezing, mm-hmm. <laughs> but other than that, no, it's great. <laughs> well, awesome. I think we've got uh, what are we talking about? We've got uh, some refinance questions like, yep. what the heck is a refinance, yep. and uh, maybe some short term rental uh, chatter yeah. we can talk about today yeah, and so- how that is in like, it, like the market might be good if you are looking for short term rentals mm-hmm. coming up this year, there might be opportunities. To possibly get in on them. Yeah, yeah, I think, you know, a good segue will be, you know, talk about refis, mm-hmm. you know, maybe a basic rate in term, then how yep. you can utilize the equity of that you've probably most likely gained since you've owned your property, right. primary investment, whatever it may be, and how you can utilize that through also a refi to then buy a short-term rental. So we can really right. kind of segue this in. Um, yeah, I've been getting a lot of questions on literally what is a refinance, well, which... Who's who's a good candidate for a refi? A um, so somebody who's a generally a good candidate for a rate-and-term refinance... Rate-and-term meaning would, like you're just changing you're literally your changing. interest rate yep so you're either it goes. yep yep so you're changing the rate the term or both um so you can you know you could go from a 30 year to a 30 year but change your rate you could go from a you know a 30 year to a 25 year but keep the same rate hypothetically if the market's the same yep. or you could change both yep. right so that's why we'd say it's kind of and or it doesn't you know it's all up to you at that point so if i have 10 years left on my loan i could go back to a 30 year you whatever have, the interest yep. rate is at that point yep you have lower my could. payment Correct. Correct. Or if you want to go the other way, you could. It literally, you mm-hmm. have full control on what you want to do. Nice. As long as the terms make sense for you, we sure. can do it. Um, so just to kind of give an idea of what a refinance is, um, a lot of first-time homebuyers have actually asked me this question. Yeah. I never thought to actually explain what it is to to people when I send them the email. Because sure. obviously, I'm just in this industry, so I know. That's the toughest part. I know what's yeah. happening. We know the lingo. We know right. the terminology, but... What does it all mean? Right, right. Like, I, I'll email people and be like, you can go from, I mean, people that bought, like, last November, like, you can go from seven and a half to six and a half. Like, that That's makes big. that makes sense to refi. Yeah. And, like, you know, I'll send them the payment numbers if as long as nothing on their, you know, their, their file has changed because mm-hmm. I can see everything still. And they're like, oh, that all sounds great. But, like, what is what is a refi? I'm like, wow. Okay, yeah, yes. Yeah. Let me start there. Uh, Does so, it cost anything? No, what, correct. what do I have to do? Right, right. So a refinance is when you pay off your first mortgage with another mortgage with that current rate or the current, today's market rate. Yeah. Um, so, so if it was seven and a half, you could go to today's mar- rate for particular buyers might be six and a half. Correct, but, correct. So the you know banks and financial institutions, the government is willing to lend you money at a lower interest rate. So you would hypothetically do that to then either lower your payment or lower your total interest paid. Because sometimes people go from a thirty year to a fifteen year and they don't lower the payment, but they lower how much interest they're paying. Yeah, pay it um, off quicker. Yeah, yeah. So you know it's usually we say if people can drop about half a point. For most loan amounts nowadays, it's worth it because, like yeah. you said, there is a cost associated with doing it, right. especially on the first, the first go around. So especially if it, it's only six months after you purchase, too. Correct. You know, it's, is it going to be worth it? Is the savings going to be there? How long are you going to then stay in that rate? Right. Right, exactly. So generally speaking, um, closing costs are cheaper than a purchase, especially in New Hampshire, because New Hampshire purchases, they get expensive on closing costs because of taxes. Um, so you don't have the almighty transfer tax. Um, if you if you bought, say, with CMG and us, you don't have to restart your escrow account. 
you can we just transfer that escrow account into your new yeah. your new file because we're not switching lenders on you. Um, so you know, there's a lot those two big expenses we don't have. Generally speaking, you, we got about like three thousand dollars in lender fees, give or take on that. Again, just depending on on a couple of things there. Do we need an appraisal? Do we not? Things like that. Did we have to pull credit numerous times to get the score up? Like it all, it can all differ. Um, but generally, about three grand in lender fees. You're probably looking at like fifteen hundred bucks in title fees, and then any miscellaneous costs associated with doing it. Um, so really, it's like five-ish grand. And again, if you switch from a different bank to us, you start an escrow, so that can add some money that's onto it. Yeah. Um, so that's why you know it, it differs from person to person. But you know, generally speaking, about five to eight grand in most cases. If you have a million dollar house, it's different. Hundred thousand sure. dollar refi is different, right? But sure. most cases, um, so there is there is a cost associated with it, which is why you want to make sure that you're saving at least that half a point for it to physically make sense. You're mm-hmm. dropping your payment enough to actually save that money and make the break even make sense. Right, right. Yeah, so don't maybe don't refi every six months if Correct. rates are going down, you know, right. a quarter point here, half a point there, quarter point there. Right. The but, only way you would do that is with our free refi program. That would be the only way that that would make sense. Uh, perfect. Because once you – so we switched from PML to CMG in February. Mm-hmm. So we didn't get to qualify anybody for our rate rebound program because they bought with PML. But they're allowing refis to come in – that then qualify for that program. So if you if you refi now, you eat that seven grand now, let's sure. say, right, seven to eight grand now, we can refi you in eight months if it makes sense. But now we, it costs free to very little money sure. to actually do it. So like, okay, like it, it makes sense to do that. Um, but you don't want to spend like if people aren't doing that and your LO is charging you like seven eight grand every time you don't want to you don't want to keep doing that. <laughs> like, no, it's got to be really it's got to drop significantly right. to, to do it again and again and again. Right, right, exactly. And you know you want to make sure obviously the terms are making sense for you. Um, you know, like you said, you know if you want to drop from a thirty year to a twenty year, mm-hmm. just make sure like you understand that's your minimum monthly obligation. Now it's not like you're just throwing extra money at the mortgage with a thirty year. Just make sure you're okay with that because I've seen even when money was cheap to borrow, you know, people go from 30 year to 15 year, raise their payment by 500 bucks and then heard stories about them getting a little stressed out about that payment where they could have just went to a 30, but proactively put $500 a month more towards it. And it's literally the same exact thing. Yep. You're going to hate me, but I'm going to say never go lower than 30. <laughs> just make extra payments. That's fine. I'll keep refi- <laughs> I'll keep refining into a 30. That's- <laughs> yeah. Just keep making, just make extra payments. You know, uh, it's all about monthly payment, you know, right. it's keep it low, keep it so you can still enjoy your life mm-hmm. uh, and refi when it's, when it makes sense, right. you know, when the rate drops down enough. Right, exactly. And it's going to keep dropping. Yeah. Um, that's why I wanted to mention, you know, that that rate rebound, because that's the biggest objection to a refinance is the closing oh, cost yeah. with it, um, because it does cost, you know, especially, again, if you're switching lenders, have to restart the escrow and, yeah. and all that. But the two things with that, um, you get to roll it into your loan, unlike a purchase. So right. you don't have to physically pay that money out of pocket. You have to have the equity. So if you put three yeah. percent down six months ago, you it'll be tight because right? now you're eating into that into yeah. that equity. Unless you've done significant upgrades and you're like, hey, bring an appraiser out Correct. here because this is now worth fifty grand more, twenty grand more. Correct. Um, right. But right. yeah, if you, if you haven't done anything, 
It's it, going to be it, tight. Well, yeah, it might not be worth it. Right. Roll it in. Right, might, right. Might not be able to. And yeah. that's obviously something that we can look at. Uh, but you do have the option to roll it in or pay for it. Most people roll it in. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other thing, too, is if you switch from, like, in our instance, right, we switch from the, the lenders we used to use to, yeah, that we used to use mm-hmm. to CMG, you get that escrow money that's in your escrow account with those other lenders back to you in a check. Yeah, right. Right. So if you have four grand in that escrow account, you didn't just lose four thousand dollars, right? We then make our own prepaids and escrow estimations on what we'll need. That's included in your closing cost, but then you get the four grand back. Yeah, once uh, once that last that other loan's closed out, the the bank, the lender, whoever it is, will send it directly back to that exactly buyer. I think they have a certain time period to do it. I think it's like sixty days post closing or ninety days post closing. Rob Hart from Title Team would be a better yep. contact for that to find out exactly what that time frame is. Mm-hmm. Um, but they have like a specific time frame, so like they can just hold on to your money for yeah, six right. months and be like, "That's too bad. We don't. Yeah. We didn't close your <laughs> loan yet, right?" So they have to. They have to give the money back. And again, it is a third party account. So there is attorneys and legal involved. So yeah. you will be getting the money back. Um, but those are things that people do like to like to know, right? Okay, yes, you say you spend six grand to refi, but you have four grand in your escrow account. Okay, it's it's offsetting. It's all offsetting yeah. in some way. It'll shape, come or back form. to you and be two grand right. instead of six. Right, right. <laughs> so that's you know that's your basic refi, what it means, and then your your rate and term refi. Um, you can cash out refinance as well. So literally pulling equity out of the property, yep. um, which is what we'll segue into of what you could potentially use that money yeah. for. Um, well, again, who would be a good candidate for a cash out refi? Yeah. So uh, <laughs> if you're using the money the way we would recommend you to use the money, um, it would be to to use it for to buy an asset or for some sort of investment purposes, um, preferably buying an asset, right? You want that asset to make you money. So if you've got like, but as far as an equity position, I yep. think is maybe okay, where, I got we, you. Could, I got where you. we could, you know, kind of shed some light on. Yeah. Yeah. So to cash out refi in general, you need 20% equity position in your house. Um, again, that can be through appreciation, and loan pay down that doesn't have to just be your loan pay down from when you bought the property. Um, so that's why a lot of people did it in 2020 and 2021 because their right. house value went through the roof. Right. They all of a sudden had this equity that they didn't think they would have. So they got double benefit. I think this is important. Yeah. They got double benefit. They did a cash out refi, took out money, and lowered their interest rate, saving them money every month. Correct. Correct. I My first ever refi, not to go down a rabbit hole. My first ever refi and loan was somebody who did a cash out refi, went from a 30 year to a 15 year at a two and a half percent interest rate and took out $40,000 just to have in reserves. And yeah. his payment still dropped by like three or $400 a month. He was like, I, he cut off like seven years on his loan by that time, yep. got $40,000 in savings just for to have for reserves because he's like, the money's so cheap. And dropped his mortgage. Yep. He was like, "This is a no-brainer." Yeah, like so that's you, not going to happen now. I no, just want to, yeah. I just want to propose that if that's not going to happen. Like uh, 2019 or Before, earlier. Yeah, you could have just had the natural market appreciation mm-hmm. plus a little bit of equity pay down, depending on what 2019 or mm-hmm. 2010, mm-hmm. Uh, to be able to do a cash out refi without having to maybe do any upgrades, right? Because the market appreciated so much, right? Now, I think post this COVID world, 
we're going to see less growth, um, but there's still opportunity to add value if you're buying a property that needs work and you're going to put work into it and raise the value that way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it have to be significantly undervalued. Right. You know, you know, less than eighty percent. Right. Of market value. Right. Um, right. From an investment standpoint, to to make that make sense. Yeah. Yeah. And then just to explain it to people, you know, say you got a three hundred thousand dollar house and you have a two hundred thousand dollar loan amount, your max loan amount can be two forty. Because of the thirty thousand by tw- or by eighty percent, so that gets you to two forty. So if you wanted to, you could take forty grand out of that property, right? Yeah, well, give or take with give the closing, take closing, obviously, yeah. right? Yep. But yep. so you could take about say thirty to forty grand, yeah. depending if you're paying closing costs out of pocket or not. But you could take that thirty thousand dollars out, or thirty to forty grand out. So your loan amount's two forty. You have thirty to forty grand in pocket. And your interest rate could potentially drop, right? Yep, so depending where you're at, yeah. depending where you're yeah. at. So like, there's just to explain how that math works. Like, it's not like we're just giving you forty grand and you don't have to pay it back. You do have to pay it back, right? But you know, if if you're gonna go from seven and a half to six and a half and use that forty grand to buy a property that's going to make you money, it's like okay, like that's worth it. Mm-hmm. Don't use the forty grand to buy the Mustang. <laughs> yeah, as much as I don't, want. To. Don't, yeah, don't, <laughs> please, please don't do that. Don't finance a car over thirty years. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, like using that money for it, honestly whatever you need. Like again, whether it's savings, especially in this time, like yeah. sometimes you that that is a case that we we cash out people for twenty to thirty grand. I'm sure that's going to happen. Or pay off credit cards. You can pay off debt with a cash out refi. Yep. Um, you know, credit cards are probably the only thing. I, again, I probably would do with yeah. that. Um, I, again, I wouldn't finance a car yeah, over thirty years unless like you that. one million percent had to because you were just there yeah. was just nothing in the budget. Okay, I get that. Yep. Um, but don't just you know finance the car and go get a new one and then now you're paying for three cars over thirty <laughs> yeah. years. Um, but I got the Mustang. Right. <laughs> but you know, there's so you know, use it intelligently, but just know that that option's out there for you. You know, the rate and term and a cash out. There's two different types of refis. Um, the cash out rates are a little bit higher because again, the risk factor for us and the government, you know, right. you're taking out equity in your property. So you're essentially, well, you're raising your loan you're, to value. You're maxing it out. Right. Max leverage. Right, right. You're leveraging yep. your property, which, again, you have enough equity position where you're not a yep. huge risk factor, right? You're not a 3% down, 0% down borrower, mm-hmm. but you are essentially telling the government, I need money somehow. Mm-hmm. And they're taking that. They don't know what you're doing with the money. Right. So they're yeah, they like, give it okay. to you for whatever you want. Right. And it's really up to you. Right. Right. <laughs> so they don't know what you're doing with it. They just know you need the money. So there must be financially something that's quote unquote wrong. They don't know that you're actually buying an asset or buying or doing a home renovation, whatever you're doing with mm-hmm. the money. Um, so that's just important to note there too. But there are two great options for you. Um, the one thing that I would tell you to do when you cash a refi is to buy a property. So we can probably segue, yeah. you know, into into that with it. Um, I was talking to Rich before the podcast started about how I can't wait to buy my first Airbnb property yeah, once I get married because I can't spend any money right now because of the <laughs> wedding. But, and, and we need a new roof on our house, so we are. You, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> priorities, right? Right. Definitely priorities. Let's, take care Let's of make priorities. sure we make make sure we take care of home base first, and then yeah. get everything else after. Um, but I'm super excited to buy my first Airbnb, and then we were talking about, you know. A lot of second home buyers might be offloading houses because of the state of the economy. So I don't know if you want to kind of segue into what we yeah. were chatting about a little bit before there. Yeah, because we were so the last few years, obviously money was printed, printed, printed. People had extra money. People, investors bought second homes with the money. Uh, non-investors that had enough money and the l- rates were low enough, they they bought 
second properties, you know, Airbnb type properties, multifamilies. Mm -hmm. But I think a lot of it was, you know, second home Airbnb, like the mm -hmm. money was there. You're right. Uh, you know, they may not be like a qualified operator of that property, meaning like they're an active participant mm -hmm. in getting it rented, turning it over, making sure that it's a luxury or a great experience mm -hmm. for, the, for that person that's staying. So they may not be getting the rentals that they thought. Mm -hmm. And we, there is a slowdown in the Airbnb short-term rental market mm -hmm. um, because, again, everyone else isn't seeing all that money that we had over the last few years when right. everybody was going out and right. going to, you know, Jackson right. and Winnipesaukee you know, and Ossipee and all, and all Newfound, the, all yeah. that, right. The, everyone was doing that because they had the, the expendable income, mm -hmm. you know, disposable income, sorry. And, uh, yeah, I think that, you know, some people will – Fear the news. Um, some people will say, wow, this isn't making the money I thought, or it's not as nice as I thought. Or even it's not as easy as I thought. Yeah, because right. Like we were talking There's about it. It's, it's an active, it's an actively managed asset, right? Yeah. It's not, you're not signing people into a 12-month lease, yeah. and then the only thing you really have to do is when pick, up, comes up. pick up the rent check, <laughs> and then when something comes up, you yeah. just fix it. Um, you know, you're turning over tenants weekly, sometimes multiple tenants in a week, so you got to make sure your cleaning services are all lined up, you know, like we we're talking about, like welcome gifts and making sure you have, you know, all the information about the area and packets and making sure that their experience is yeah, actually experience has to be top, top notch. notch on that. Yeah. Exactly. And then and, and responding to messages mm -hmm. because that happens yeah, all the time. <laughs> You're like, hey, you know, I'd like to I'd like to get in a day earlier, stay a day late or bring a dog or bring a cat or bring this. Like, yeah. you know, there's messaging and stuff that goes along. And if you're doing that every three days, because that's how often it turns over. Mm -hmm. You no, know, that's active. And right. even the government sees it as active income mm -hmm. versus passive income. Mm -hmm. uh, so from a tax perspective, there's some benefits there because you can do cost segregations and reduce your mm -hmm. active income. If you mm -hmm. made $100,000 in your job, W-2 job, and you can get a $50,000 reduction in that because you're a short-term rental through a cost segregation – well, now you only made fifty grand this year. Right. Oh, beautiful! Right, you might get a refund. Right, <laughs> you might get Finally. a refund. <laughs> like, come on! Right, even from a, an independent contractor, self-employed individual, um, you know, there's a lot of benefits from that. Right, you know, if you're doing a cost segregation on that property, obviously. Right. Um, but yeah, no, there, they'll. I think there'll be people that I, I, again, I follow that Bartlett north conway market and mm -hmm. you know this time of year things are starting to come up come mm -hmm. up come up come up they're just not selling as fast as they were no and i think we're seeing we're we're getting into the 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 sellers are fearing what's coming mm -hmm. type of market mm -hmm. um because I, 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 quarter four there's going to be recession and more job losses mm -hmm. in quarter one of next year same thing mm -hmm. um i think there are some that are trying to get ahead of it mm -hmm. And I'm under contract on property that they want to sell before it gets into that market. Right. Because like, they just want to get like, what they can right now. Yeah, like, hey, I want to get out before then. I know you, Rich, you want to close at the end of the year, but I want to close before the end of the year because the end of the year is not looking that great. Right, right. So, um yeah, no, definitely. And I, you know, I've talked with a, uh, a CPA that I know and, you know, work out with pretty much every morning. So we're yeah. super, super close and, you know, getting actual honest feedback on both. And you pretty much nailed it on the head with the active versus passive and actually tax purposes. It is very different. The way that you actually account for it is mm -hmm. different. So it is important to know that. But from, you know, from my perspective, 
I I like that field better than the 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 long term rental. Right. And that's just personal preference. And I like to say that because there's different ways to invest in real estate, like we always talk about. Yeah. Right. Like there's the wholesaling, there's long term rentals, yeah. short term rentals, flipping. Like there's so many different avenues that you can exactly. go down. Um, and like, I'm super attracted to the short term rentals, mainly because I can use the house too, if I wanted to. If it's on a lake or by a mountain, I can just say, I'm not going to rent it that week. We're going to go up and utilize it. So like, <laughs> tap into that CPA. Yeah. Which one of his clients is considering selling? Because they're likely his client has talked to them already about right the tax implications with selling right right you want to get some leads there yeah no that's not a bad idea <laughs> there's a lot of lead sources out there right CPAs wealth advisors FAs um sure. they're gonna be a good lead source for that right right because I mean their clients are and talking CPAs to them. reach out to me clients multifamilies they're thinking of selling right let's put a deal together right right referral fee somehow. <laughs> Somehow, some way. As a, as a licensed agent, I can't offer you a referral fee, <laughs> but I'm sure that um, my non-licensed agent partner could. Could. <laughs> <laughs> wink, wink, nod, nod. <laughs> but yeah, exactly. Like that's that's a good point too. Like utilizing the CPA because, like you said, yep. they're going to talk to the people about the tax implications. Yep. They're going to know they're selling. It's mm -hmm. Like, hey, I have a buyer for you. Let's just do so, this completely off market. Yep, and like, it could be. A process in which you could provide value as the buyer. Say, hey, listen, I know you've got a certain time of mm -hmm. year you need to do this. Mm -hmm. That's and and if that's the property that you're like, wow, that's a great property. That's mm -hmm. what I want. You'd be willing to probably say, hey, let's do that timing, right? Just right for you. It works for me, and you know you can work then closely with the CPA and right. all, all the other people around that to be right. able to make it beneficial for that seller. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I think that's just it. You know. A lot of people bought second homes oh, yeah. when, you know, in 2020 and 2021. And personally, I think it'll be not to make fun of our industry, but I think it'll be a lot of LOs and salespeople that bought when the income was there. Yeah. And now the income has just naturally dropped for 99% of people in the last two years. And now they're like, well, when is this going to end? I don't know if I want to keep this burden of a second home. Yeah. Like, let's just sell it now. Yeah. Right. So I think that's where a lot of it's going to come. Cause I think people that are buying in Maltonboro that can afford $8 million houses, yeah. they don't need to offload the house. No, they, right. There's a reason they can yeah. buy an $8 million yeah. house, right? The, they're, they're very, very well off. The million, but, and the million and below. Right. That's, you know, I think that's really is where it is where and people. And probably even 800 and below. Right. Right. Yeah. Like, that's where you start getting into the, okay, like I could afford very comfortably to, to get this house, but now it's a little bit of a stretch. Do I really want to keep it? Do I really do I want really it? Want do that? I really need it? Right. Right. I'm there like three weeks a year. Do, yeah. I, really, yeah. do I really need it? It seemed like a great idea at the time because money was flowing. Right. But now, now it's not quite the same. Right. But that's, you know, that's just all, you know, potential investors out there. That's yep. obviously your chance to to potentially get a really good yep. deal on a property on on a whether long-term rental, yep. short-term rental, whatever it might be, like and that, folks, shot. is why I like small multifamily <laughs> because right. uh, less active and rents don't go down. Right. And right. values go up and down, but the interest rate never changes. Right. You know, same same with, you know, short term rentals. Uh, you know, the, the, the it's a, it's more active. I shouldn't I should say that the the rate never changes on short term rentals. So that payment always stays the same. Right. But your tenants, your renters come and go mm -hmm. and may not want to rent 
depending on what's going on in the marketplace, mm-hmm. depending on their income situations, mm-hmm. all that stuff. Yeah. I mean, I just see the I see the pros and cons to both. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, just to lay it out, I feel like for people, like the the long-term rental, it's the guaranteed money potentially for 12 yeah. months, as long as they pay you, yeah, obviously. Yeah. Right? But, you know, the on-paper guaranteed yeah, money. Right, right. I'm going um, through an eviction right, right now, right. So that's it's right. not always easy. And I think that's, that, that's the con, really, yep. is the eviction process can be a nightmare depending on the situation. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, New Hampshire is a little bit more, you oh, know, landlord-friendly. 45 than days mass. to be done, start right. to finish. That's beautiful. Right, right. I know, I mean, fellow LO here, it took... Six to nine months to to evict somebody in in mass, yeah, and it was buy. and it was a pain. So thankfully, New Hampshire, yeah. from the landlord perspective, is easier. Yeah. Um, but that's just the downfall there, mm-hmm. right? Like, okay, the money is guaranteed, yeah. somewhat guaranteed, right? But the if you got to get them out, it's harder. Where mm-hmm. the Airbnb, the money or short term rental, because there's VRBOs and all right. that. Um, the short term rental, the money's not guaranteed, but they're there for a week. And it's like, okay, they're out. Like, they know they're leaving. They're, they're there for they're vacation, out. you know? So, like, there's all there's all pros and cons to both. Um, I just, you know, the the different avenues of investing in real estate, yeah. this is why I love real estate is because there's just so many, there's so many endless routes that you could go. You could combine freaking two things. You combine, you could flip a house and then be like, oh, wait, no, I'm going to rent it. Like, you, you know, the Burr method. Yep. Like, there's yep. just so many different avenues to go down, so. And it's very forgiving, real yeah. estate. Because they're, again, just have plan A, plan B, plan C. Right. You want to flip, you can't sell it, you can't get the money you want, you put too much into it. All right, long-term rental, okay, that those numbers don't work. Okay, what about short-term rental? Uh, okay, those numbers are okay, they're good, but, you know, I want less active. Okay, what about mid-term rental? Mm-hmm. Traveling nurses, traveling mm-hmm. people for six months, five months, three months. Right. Um, yeah, that, there's a lot of options there. Right, right. And they, it, or rent-to-own to, own that's to that's a another buyer one. that may right. not be able to get a loan or doesn't have the credit or, you know, otherwise can't afford something. Right. Right. There's just so many different ways to get yeah. creative. Um, and if nothing else, if you lose money, cash flow on the property for the year, there's tax write-offs. Like, yeah. if nothing else. Like, mm-hmm. that's, you know, the government incentivizes us to buy houses, like we keep saying. Like, they want housing. They want people to have housing. Yeah. Um, so they incentivize the people that buy the housing, obviously. With depreciation. Do, do, I mean, depreciation is the greatest thing ever created. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. quickly learned that. I'm losing like, value on my house every year. Every year. Even uh, though, even it, though it's appreciating, right? <laughs> I'm losing. Okay, right. It's like that's, that's, that's fine. what the government says. I'm good with that. Right, like, <laughs> like that works for me. Even if you do the 27 and a half years and not the 180, yeah. 60, 40, yeah. 20, like you're talking about. A, you know, you got a 600 thousand dollar house over 27 and a half years. Like quick math, the like 21 to 22 grand a year that you can write off in depreciation. It's like, damn. Okay, yeah, that well, could be your profit for the year. Uh, yeah, on paper. Uh, I've I've never made money on the rentals. And you can add depreciation back into your mortgage for qualifying for a loan. Oh, yeah, exactly. That's how you know it's a nonsense write-off because the government says, yeah, you can add that back in because we know it's not actually a loss. Yeah, it's not not (laughs) actually a loss, but we're going to help you out here. Right, like that's how you know, and that's that's why a lot of investors, you know, they don't show anything on their Schedule E, but – all you know, you add back in the mortgage interest, yeah. the depreciation, the insurance, taxes, everything, and you're like, oh, we got a lot of we got, we got a good amount of income to, to <laughs> yeah. use here, uh, and yeah. that's why real estate we say is is the king of investing. It's just you get it from all different angles. Like I'm glad I'm in the field to actually know that. I just want to spread it to everybody. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. So like and share yeah. anything you hear here. Spread the word so that we can hopefully provide more value to uh, anybody else out there, mm-hmm. especially if you find some value. If you don't, let me know that too. Right. I'd love to know what uh, we're doing wrong. 
or not as good as you want so mm-hmm. we can make it better. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it seems weird, but, I mean, if you bought last fall and you're in, you know, high sixes to sevens on an interest rate and, you know, you want to talk about where rates are at to refi yeah. right now, it, again, it seems odd, but it, it could make sense for yeah. you to do it. I'm telling you, I'm dropping two people from seven and a half to six and a half. Like, that makes sense to do, and they're yep. going to refi for free for the next five years with me. Like. Nice. It's a, it, it, they, there's a lot of incentives to do it. Um, you know, you'd rather get in now and, you know, only drop only yeah. a half a point in, you know, at least you can refi for free whenever you need to after, after the fact, yeah. instead of constantly paying those closing costs and then eating into your equity. Um, so yeah, just let me, you know, reach out to me if you need, if you want to have that conversation, if you have equity in your house, and you're thinking about taking cash out to, to buy other assets, let me know. I'm happy to help you out there. We can have that conversation and, you know, get the ball rolling for you. I think you'll be surprised. Like, Really, how much money you can save, even mm-hmm. you know, seven to six and a half percent. If you got a you know, four or five hundred thousand dollar loan, like two hundred bucks, so you're talking about bucks. two, two hundred to two hundred fifty bucks a month. Like, again, you can do it for free and keep yep. saving two hundred to two hundred fifty bucks yep. a month. Like, let's let's have that conversation and reach out for sure. Awesome. Where can they reach you? Um, my phone number is 603 475 5471. Email is mcdonald at cmghomeloans.com, not PML. CMG yep, Homeloans. If you email the PML one, I still get it. But CMG would be would prefer if we yeah, actually yeah, did that. that. Yeah. Um, so you can reach me easy or reach me um, either one of those two, texting or calling. I literally don't care. Either either one. Um, and then find nhhomesforsale.com. Yep. Again, me or uh, Rich's website there. It's literally like an all in one stop or one stop shop. Uh, for home buying, you can view houses, you can message Rich, you can message me, you can get you know payments on properties before you even see them. We can talk about the house before you even see it, and you it's, know get. It's get my you version of Zillow's website. Yeah, it's better. Yeah, I, I didn't want to mention that Z word. I didn't yeah. know how you were gonna it's, feel about it's, that. It's Zillow, but better because it's <laughs> right. all about you know New Hampshire homes, and but it's mm-hmm. the same like platform that they use, so the same user experience right. on your phone, right. on your computer. Right, and yeah. when you and when you click, you know, reach out to agent or yeah. contact agent. You don't 40, get five hundred calls. Forty agents are not going to reach out yeah. to you. It's, you get two. It's rich and it's me. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> oh, Jan, yeah, rich, yeah. rich yep. Jan or me. Mm-hmm. Like you know, like it's you know who you're talking to. You literally see our faces on the website. Right. You, uh, you can literally see who's talking to you. It's again, it's not a random person calling you. Yep. Um. So yeah, definitely check that out. It's an unbelievable website. Um, like you said, Zillow, Zillow, but better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you can reach out to me, Rich at RacineRealtyTeam.com. We can talk about you know where your equity position sits with your home. Mm-hmm. Does a cash out refinance make sense? Does a HELOC make sense mm-hmm. through Matt and uh, what you would do with it? Right, mm-hmm. it's strategy um, around all of that stuff. So don't just take it out for something silly, but maybe use it to better either your life with uh, upgrading your property yeah. or getting another property. Right. Right, definitely. And you know, if you're looking to buy or sell, contact Rich. He obviously knows the New Hampshire market like the back of his hand. He's he's all over the place with investing and learning all new markets now. So mm-hmm. he, he, I mean, he's he's it's more than the Manchester area. I would oh, honestly yeah. say than that. I that just your talked to a, is right an, now. an owner as I was driving here, and why I was a little bit late coming here. Uh, he's got eight units in. Dover. Oh, Seacoast area. Yeah. I love, yeah. That, market. I love yeah. that market. Yeah. Dover, <laughs> New Market, like Stratham, that whole area. I love that. I love that. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's more than just the Manchester yep. area. So we're expanding, constantly expanding what areas we know just to provide value for you guys. So reach out if you want to buy or sell or refinance, whatever you need. And that, Rich, is why money, money matters. matters.